Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm almost at 3 million subs, so if you enjoy the content here at all and you want to see some more, please consider subscribing. Check out the forums at StarWarsTheory.com and check out my Spotify and iTunes for exclusive uploads every single day. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to another Bad Batch episode breakdown. We start tonight's episode with Omega getting Crosshair's comm device. This further cements her as part of the crew now, replacing Crosshair. As they head to Ord Mantell, Hunter tells them that he knows of an informant for the Jedi before Order 66 named Sid. She might be able to help them to figure out who the assassin is that's locked on Omega. We of course know that it's Fennec Shand, but nobody in the episode knows this just yet. Now Ord Mantell is a planet Dash Rendar landed on in Shadows of the Empire on N64. This was to interrogate one of the IG droids, one of four actually, since we know that the IG-88 died in The Empire Strikes Back. He did this in order to find out where Boba Fett was. Ord Mantell was also shown in the Django comic and a lot of the Star Wars mediums, including mentioned in Episode 5 itself. As they land, they enter the cantina. This is where they ask if Sid's there. Now, nobody knows who Sid looks like or anything about Sid, other than the fact that they used to help Jedi and be a sort of informant. Hunter and the boys ask around, but no one is really of any help. They just say, no, Sid is not here. Until, of course, Omega walks directly up to Sid and says, you're Sid. So at this point, I'm more and more convinced that she is force sensitive. Because, I mean, how the heck would she know that? Including all the other accurate assumptions that she's made with Crosshair and more. As they walk into Sid's office, she tells them that the Jedi respected her insights and essentially that they would pay her for intel. Now that they're dead, her services and business are suffering, thanks to the Empire. So this to me kind of portrays the fact that she doesn't really like the Empire because it's affected her business. Now in the office, we get a lot of little Easter eggs. First of all, Django's blasters can be seen here above her chair. We also see Boba's helmet. Now this could be a prototype made for Boba. It could be a generic Mandalorian helmet, you know, like a typical Mando one that she's collected. It's not painted, which means it could be up for grabs, or maybe it's commissioned for someone. Either way, it's pretty cool that it's there. And I'd love to know if there's anything, you know, behind that. We also see some clone helmets laying around and on the walls. Who Sid is and her backstory with the Jedi makes me quite interested. Now, I think Dooku used her for information. I think Dooku was the Jedi that sought her out for intel. I don't really see any other Jedi speaking with her. The fact that she has clone helmets tells me that she knows about Kamino, perhaps, and facilitated in something to do with their design, or maybe even Django's cloning template, perhaps working closely with Django. 
the Bad Batch pop up Fennec as a hologram, and Sid says that she doesn't know who it is, but it's a bounty hunter for sure. She reveals her name at the end of the episode, which we're going to get into. So she says that she'll get them their information on who we know as Fennec Shand. The job is to save a kid named Muchi who has been taken by Zigerian slavers. They ask what are slavers, and slavers are essentially people who enslave people for credits, much like Watto. Except, of course, Watto used them as slavers, as actual slavers, in his junk shop. So they agree, they head back to the ship, and this is where we see Wrecker is in pain as he grabs his head again. So we know that at this point, the bump on his head from two episodes ago is definitely the inhibitor chip being activated and slowly taking over his mind. I think this is what will lead them to Rex to learn how to get the chip out of Wrecker's head so that they don't lose him to Order 66 and the Empire. Maybe this is how they learn how to save Crosshair too. They head to the site where Muchi is, they get spotted, they fight a bit, and then they're captured. So this scene here with Sid that it jumps to, she's speaking with Bib Fortuna. Now we don't see his face, but I was pretty sure it was him, and then the end of the episode were confirmed that it is actually him indeed. So this is Jabba's right-hand man from Return of the Jedi, and also the end of The Mandalorian Season 2, where Boba goes to Jabba's palace and kills Bib and everybody else taking the throne of the underworld and leading the story for Book of Boba, which I'm really excited for. So it's obvious that Jabba has hired Sid to get Muchi back and deliver the kid to him. And if you see, there's this kind of theme that I think is going to keep playing in the show, and it kind of plays in Star Wars. We always have, you know, a higher-up boss getting their assistant or their right-hand man to do the stuff, to do the dirty work. We had that with Jango Fett having Zam Wessel. We have it with Emperor Palpatine using Darth Vader. We have it now with Jabba using Bib Fortuna and Boba using Fennec Shand, I think. As Omega escapes the ship because Zigerians are searching it, Echo tells the slavers that being a slave is outlawed by the Republic. This is when the leader tells him that we're not living in the time of the Republic anymore. Skug. So basically, we now know that everybody, pretty much at least these guys even, know that the Empire has now begun and the Republic is just a thing of the past. And also Skug is just a typical Zigerian insult. Omega saves the Bad Batch by allowing them a moment of escape, unlocking the cage of Muchi, who no one knows at that point is actually Muchi, and it's a baby Rancor. Now this Rancor might just be the one that Luke Skywalker kills in Return of the Jedi at the bottom of Jabba's palace. The leader whips them with his light whip, which we saw Sabine use in Rebels and plenty of times in Legends, such as with Lumia. The Bad Batch learn that Muchi is indeed the Rancor and they work with it to defeat the enemies until Wrecker has to fight Muchi to assert authority and dominance. In a swift fight, they capture her. Omega also takes one of the cool bow and arrows from the Zigerians, and this could be her weapon. And maybe she goes on to use the Sister bow if they ever do go on Dathomir or have something to do with that, which would be pretty sweet. Maybe we'll see Darth Maul. Bib Fortuna walks in Sid's shop with two Gamorrean guards. She confirms this is Jabba's right-hand man, Bib Fortuna, when the Bad Batch walk in with Muchi and the crew are friendly with her as Omega rides atop, developing a sort of bond. They deliver the Rancor, everyone gets paid, and Sid summons Hunter to her office. She tells him that Fennec Shand is the bounty hunter looking for Omega and that she's new to the scene, very dangerous, but high up. She's earned her way through the ranks very fast. She said her sources at the guild told her this and that it's a private commission. This tells me that Kamino hired Boba Fett, who then hired Fennec Shand to go out there and just get Omega directly. 
Now, I don't think they would go to a newbie like Fennec for the job, so this is why I think they went to someone bigger than her, who then commissioned her to do it. So, that's why I think they went to Boba, who, just like Django, had his assistant Zam Wessel, only now Boba's is Fennec Shand to go after them. Sid pays Hunter his 30% cut and tells him that if they want any more jobs, she's got plenty. She also tells him that they must be valuable to have someone like Fennec Shand on their heels. Hunter gives a glare, and she tells him not to worry, that she's good at keeping secrets. End of episode. Okay, so while seeing the Rancor, you know, growing up to be killed, potentially if this is the one, and, you know, by Luke Skywalker, I think it's a very sweet tie-in, but I also have to say that it might not be, since the name of that Rancor isn't Muchi. Unless, of course, they change that, and, you know, they're making this the canon now, you know, whatever. Maybe this is the mother, or something like that, of that Rancor that grows up. Anyways, the episode had me more intrigued about Sid. So which Jedi, plural or singular, went to her for intel, and intel on what exactly. I doubt it could have been Yoda or Mace Windu, it just doesn't really seem like something they would do. I could see a more rogue Jedi, like Dooku, or maybe Sifo Dyas, perhaps, going to her. She doesn't seem trustable. She has helmets of clones, Django's blasters, and other things and trinkets in her place. She seems very shady, but maybe I'm wrong and she's very trustable. I just don't think someone with close connections to Jabba and doing jobs for Jabba, and even the Bounty Hunters Guild knowing them, would be all that squeaky clean if you know what I mean. I mean, after all, what kind of intel would she be providing to the Jedi that was valuable if she wasn't a bit in the underworld side of things as is? I think Omega's Force powers are developing, and Wrecker is a ticking time bomb getting closer and closer to being mind-controlled by the inhibitor chip. I believe this will then push the crew to find Rex, maybe they'll have to go back to Seleucami, find Cut Laquane, and, you know, maybe interrogate him, see him, hey, where the heck is Rex? Where was he going? We need to figure this out because he's the only one that didn't have the inhibitor chip control his mind, and we need to save our boy Wrecker because he's going crazy. And maybe this will allow them to also save Wolf and Gregor with Rex, and we get to see how that whole story pans out. And maybe they'll try to save Crosshair too, but it might be too late. I think what will happen is Crosshair will eventually team up with Vader. He'll see his brothers being killed by Vader, and he will turn to the light side, trying to attack Vader, which of course Vader will discard of him very quickly, killing him, but as he tried to sacrifice himself for his boys. And in turn, this will lead us into season two of The Bad Batch, where they go on, you know, but Crosshair has been redeemed, but he's dead. And where it goes beyond that, well, I don't know, you gotta ask Dave Filoni or we just gotta wait. Hope you enjoyed this breakdown. If you did, leave a like. Let me know what you thought about this episode in general. What would you rate it out of 10? And if you enjoy this kind of content, please check out my Spotify, my iTunes podcast, because every single day I have exclusive content for you guys. And also continue the conversation going on StarWarsTheory.com. The forums are very, very alive thanks to you guys. I'm almost at 3 million subs, so if you want to subscribe and you enjoy my content, I'd love for you to do so. I can't wait to hit 10 million subs someday as well. Hope you enjoyed this video. I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.